This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. This report is disturbing confirmation that money laundering in BC is a problem that certainly goes beyond our casinos. In the luxury car market, there is no financial reporting of large cash purchases, no oversight of international bank wire transfers, and no apparent investigation or enforcement. It's all a recipe for exactly what's happened here. Vancouver becoming North America's luxury car capital generally, and perhaps since 2013, claiming North America's luxury car export capital title as well. That is Attorney General David Eby just a few minutes ago, painting a picture of BC that is really not very flattering. So essentially, in the last you know five or six years, while casinos were seeing more and more duffel bags of questionable money and transactions, as the real estate markets in our province were escalating in price out of control, at the same time as all of that, we were seeing more and more bags of cash coming to luxury car dealerships and these big time splashy cars being bought. We have a money laundering problem in the luxury car sector. We wanted to talk more about what was revealed in that German report today. And joining us now is Sam Cooper, a national investigative journalist for Global News. Hi, Sam. Hi, Cindy. Were you surprised by anything you heard? Well, I, I think the Attorney General said it best. Uh, he, he mentioned um, on a call that he comes from the Point Grey riding, and really this report for him seemed to confirm what he and his uh, riding constituents were seeing with all these, um, you know, $300,000, $500,000. We've read reports of a $4 million luxury car recently speeding around Vancouver, and he basically said um, this seems to explain it. There's a huge growth in what he called a grey market of um you know thousands of straw buyers that would be fake buyers buying for other people uh offshore exporters that that seem to be getting uh tax money back potentially in relation to money laundering and uh i i think that his tone was he was quite shocked and uh again he saw the correlation with the bags of cash and uh the real estate prices so i think it, it really to me, it was it's surprising, but it's a confirmation of what we've been looking at. Yeah, Sam, I think what's so discouraging for so many of us is that we hear these reports of these questionable transactions, bags of cash, people buying cars with them. And to think that this was going on and nobody, what, none of these people in these businesses had a problem with this or they didn't think there was something wrong here? That definitely came up in uh, the comments of uh, Peter German and Minister Eby with the report. They said they appreciated that uh, some of these car dealers were very frank, that they recognized they were sitting right in the middle of money laundering. They knew that uh, in one case it was mentioned a bag of cash of $240,000 came in. Um, it looks pretty suspicious, but the car dealer has no obligation to report that as a suspicious transaction under Canada's laws. So, in fact, they, they marched that money down to the bank and they banked it into their car dealer's account. So, certainly, people, again, Simi, we've talked about, you know, yeah. the real estate market was giving off the signs, the casinos, all this money flashing around Vancouver, and the cars are just part of it. Uh, what really came out today was there's no regulation for reporting these suspicious transactions and uh, BC citizens may be losing money on the tax side and hiring really bureaucrats to give tax money back to gangsters, it looks like. It, it does. One of the other things that struck me too is to hear that there's no dedicated police presence at the ports to catch any of this. 
That's exactly right. Uh, that that was one of the points that uh, the minister hammered on. Uh, something that we've recognized was the deregulation of BC's economy over the uh, past 15 years. I think the attorney general would like to point at the previous government, and he, he probably has a good point there. I understand that the poor police were, uh, I think, decommissioned uh, under, uh, I believe it was Minister Coleman, and uh, Minister Eby has pointed at uh, uh, Mr. Coleman for, I, I believe, deregulating uh, casino police as well. So maybe there's a theme there. So, Sam, when you hear about this today, they said there's more coming, right, with the next chapter of the report as well. Is a public inquiry sounding more and more likely to you? That's really hard to gauge. Uh, I know what I'm hearing is that, uh, you know, Simi, when we looked back to the 90s in our most recent reports showing that Look, uh, it all—it really was the NDP that made some decisions that don't look so good in hindsight about opening the door to massive bets and backrack gaming. So I, I'm not sure. I do hear about uh, some people that are close to the, the NDP government talking about um, there, there has been a growing number of people, I think, in that government that, that would like to see an inquiry, but it's still a question of whether the leadership right at the top wants that. And uh, we can only speculate. Some people believe that, you know, the, the, the blame could go in lots of different directions. So we don't know if they, they want to go there. Another thing they mentioned that I thought was interesting was the uh, cash transactions appearing to decline recently, being replaced by these uh, kind of opaque international credit cards. That's something that we keep hearing more about. What is that all about? Absolutely. Uh, we, we saw recently a well-followed um, report about a $4 million uh, luxury car, a unique car that was bought by the, the child of a, really a famous real estate investor from the, from the uh, I believe, southern China area. And so my colleague Ian Yun laid that out, that this, this was bought through a credit card. And we don't know if it's suspicious or not, but there's really not much uh, visibility on where that money's coming from. And absolutely, today, Peter German said, we're seeing this more and more. It used to be bags of cash with these, you know, $300,000 cars. Now it's these international credit cards. And police in Canada, officials in Canada, have no way of knowing where that money's coming from. Minister Eby said there's also individual wire transfers that are being routed into some of these transactions that really have no visibility on them. So that would seem to be, I, I've been believing that we're going to see more vulnerabilities around what you'd call high-tech transactions, and I think we saw some confirmation of that today. Uh, clearly, this is a huge industry, right? I, mean, I, thought, I heard Doug Lepard there say that it was impossible to quantify the amount. Uh, how how integrated is money laundering in BC? It sounds like here's another area where what we just didn't see it coming. Well, um, I, I'm pretty sure that they knew when they looked at this, they were going to find the kind of correlations that, that we saw today. I certainly, I, I've reported on some of these um, very high level criminals and loan sharks in British Columbia for many for decades have had auto shops and it's an open, it, it wasn't even a secret with police that the, their, uh, their product was cars that were seized from loan sharking victims, stolen vehicles, and they were shipping these cars offshore. And Vancouver has just been a boom industry in that area of what, what looks definitely like not only criminal money laundering, but stolen vehicles and extortion. So I, I just don't think it's a surprise to the policing world at all what we heard today and the correlations between the casinos, the real estate, uh, the, the offshore sales and, 
and this these vehicles are very tight. Do you think there's more to come yet here, Sam? I'm eager to see the the, the reporting on the real estate. I can tell you, Simi, today that I know that uh, there was controversy within um, the German, uh, let's call, investigation team in finding out some of the information that I obtained from uh, from police studies. Uh, when when we reported on the scale of believed money laundering in luxury real estate in Vancouver, the sources were um, extremely credible. I don't know. I really don't think that they got the same level of detail. And there was a pushback within the RCMP in terms of that information. I don't think they wanted out. So I think we got a little of a bit, uh, I'd say um, a hint today when they said we can't quantify this car money laundering. I think they'll probably say the same thing around real estate money laundering. But I can tell you that I'm seeing uh, documents that point to uh, uh, fentanyl kingpins that are involved in real estate development in a big way. Well, then I guess we're going to be talking to you in the future as well. Sam, thank you. Thanks, Simi. That is Sam Cooper, National Investigative Journalist for Global News.